the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. I came here with a word for you today, and that word is dominating power. God wants you to rise up in dominating power and take your place of authority. Win, rule, dominate, possess the promised land that God has for you. Child of God, take your place of authority. That's the word for you today. God is releasing a prayer anointing over the church for the end times. And we must walk in the light of his word and refuse to be beaten down and discouraged. The Lord spoke this to me. He said, lift them up, Valerie. Tell my people. Because so many of them are discouraged and on the brink of giving up. Lift them up. I'm here to lift you up today. Giving the child of God that power, that encouragement to go on. Don't give up on that child or that brother or sister who has mental issues. Don't give up on that spouse who has addictions or adulterous behavior. God told us to pray for one another. That's the mandate for the church. I am by no means saying stay in an abusive or life-threatening relationship. But what I am saying is pray for them that they may become children of God. Don't give up praying. Don't believe that God can't change someone. The person you are dealing with is flesh and blood. Your father is God and he alone rules over all flesh and blood. Don't give up. I want to tell you a couple of situations today that I experienced, and then I'm going to go into dominating power through prayer. You are to rule by pursuing, overtaking, and recover all. One of my relatives used to call me about his son. This kid was what I fondly call the act-up baby. You know that family member that refuses to do what you're asking them to do? That's the kid I'm talking about, the one who's so rebellious. And no matter what discipline you try, whatever you try with that particular kid, they just keep right on finding a way to get into some trouble. Well, any family that has a bunch of kids, well, there's one in every bunch. There's an act-up baby. Most families that have at least three or four children, someone in the group is going to get off course. There's one in every bunch. So my relative would call me, and he would tell me, you know, what his son was doing. And I would say, okay, I'm going to pray about that. 
I'm going to seek God. You know, God's going to God's going to intervene for him. You know, we're just going to keep praying. Well, sure enough, he would stop what he was doing, but he would just stop it long enough to kind of give his parents a break. And after things calmed down, he'd go right back at it again. I mean, he would stay on Good Street for just a little while. I'll tell you, it was really a journey that they went through with this son. Well, finally, one day, my relative called me. He said, Valerie, he said, that's it. I'm done with him. I am completely done with him. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just sick and tired of this. He won't listen. He wants to do whatever he wants to do, and he's out of control. This is the last time I've dealt with him. I'm throwing in the towel. When he said that, it just tore at my heart. I said, no, no, don't do that. Don't throw in the towel. Whatever you do, listen, you're his father. You're all he has. He doesn't listen to your wife. He doesn't listen to his mother. If you give up, what's going to become of him? I mean, this just really tore at my heart. I remember standing there talking to him. I was standing in the kitchen on the house phone talking to him. You know, when he called me that day, I said, listen, I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. Don't give up on him, okay? Just let me pray about this. Please don't give up. Don't throw in the towel, whatever you do. I want to tell you, there's this young man today, he's married, he knows Christ, he has his own three children, he's running a Fortune 500 company, he's a vice president, he owns property and rental property. We are children of God. We can't go around throwing in the towel. No, spread it out on the floor, put your knees on it, and pray. That's what we have to do. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, if you just joined us, teaching God's people to pray. We're talking about dominating power through prayer. Remember with David, and we've kind of talked about this before, but it's so important. I really want to drive this point home. On the third day, the Bible says, David and his men arrived in Ziglag, and the Amalekites had raided the camp. And attacked Ziglag. They burned it to the ground. They took captive the women and all who were there, both young and old. They didn't kill anyone, but they carried them all off on their way as they went. The Amalekites had taken away the women, the children, young and old, and taking everyone captive. David's men were furious. They began to murmur and complain against him. And they were thinking of stoning him to death. But those who have great faith are going to go through the affliction of their soul. They're going to go through trials. We know that. But watch what David does. He is brought to a very low state. But shortly after this severe blow, he is going to sit upon the throne. When things are at the bottom, they're on the mend. Suddenly, the Bible says, God says, suddenly I'll do a new thing thou knowest not of. David didn't know God was going to do a new thing for him that he knew not of. David's men allowed their sorrow to turn to anger, and they wanted to take his life. But David should have been the angriest of all, of all the people present there. But yet David turns to the Lord. His men allowed their emotion to create turmoil. David allowed his sorrow to bring him to his knees. And God was his source of strength. He remained in control of his emotions and allowed God to strengthen him. I'm paraphrasing just a bit. And David inquired of the Lord, should I pursue these raiders? Will I overtake them? Pursue, the Lord replied, for you will surely overtake them and rescue the captives. God is telling David, pursue, overtake, 
and recover all. God gave David dominating power. That's authority at its best. You see, David sought God in his darkest hour. He didn't back down. He didn't back away. He turned to God. The power backing David gave him the authority to pursue, overtake, and recover all. David didn't have the authority to do that. But the power behind him gave him that authority. Oh, my goodness. That's what the church has to get a hold of today. The prayers that we used to pray, those aren't the prayers that will truly prevail in the day that we live in. You are predestined to dominate. God is teaching the church a new way to pray. Oh, maybe you're doubting me just a bit, but I didn't say it. God said it. Romans 8.30. Moreover. Whom he predestined, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Oh, my goodness. He chose you before you were born. He called you and you answered. He justified you. He washes us up and cleanses us of our sin. Then he glorifies us through Christ Jesus, Christ in you. The hope of glory. You have dominating power through Christ. In David's darkest hours, he returns to God. Oh, my goodness. If you've been following these messages, then you're learning a new, exciting way to pray. This is a ministry of excitement. God wants you to rise up in strategic warfare prayer and pierce the darkness. For you are the light of this world. And let's talk about powerful praying, prayer that goes beyond what you've experienced, prayer that breaks off yokes of bondage, destroys strongholds, defeating the powers of darkness, destroying the enemy's empire. That's what you're called to do. Oh, today we're talking about God's dominating power that flows through you. Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you a story real quick. It is so awesome. Happened not too many years ago in my life. I want to tell you about a girl whose life has changed through dominating prayer. I'll make her story short today. And another day, I'm actually going to one day get her to come here and um, talk with me and, and give her testimony. But I had put an ad in the paper for a new employee. Well, I interviewed a lot of people. And everyone that I interviewed, no one was right for the position. They were overqualified. They were underqualified. They didn't have the skills to do the job. They didn't have the personality for customer service. I'm telling you, nobody fit the bill that I had. Well, in walked this young lady for an interview. And she sat down for the interview. And I want to tell you something. Anything wrong that a person could say during an interview, she said it. Every question that I asked her, she had the wrong answer. I mean, it was really frustrating because she was the last person that I was going to interview that day. I'm telling you, I was absolutely discouraged. But in the middle of interviewing her, I got so frustrated with her answers and her demeanor. I was like, oh, my goodness, how quick can I get her out of my office? This is unbelievable, you know. So, you know, I dismissed her politely and told her, thank you for coming by. Really appreciated that type of thing. Well, that evening, I went to the Lord in prayer, and I was seeking God, saying, Lord, I'm losing business. I have too many customers, more customers than I can handle. The office is busy. I'm short-staffed. Lord, I need someone to fill this position. 
Well, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Laquita. And I said, oh, no, oh, no, Lord. I know you don't want me to hire her. I I know I just heard you wrong. I know you do not want me to hire her. I'm thinking, it has to be my imagination. I turned over and I fell off to sleep that evening because it was my last thought when I went to bed. The next day, I inquired of the Lord again. And I asked the Lord, I need someone to fill this position. The Holy Spirit sent Laquita. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Do you really want me to hire her? Okay, I'm obedient. I picked up the phone. I called her. She was absolutely ecstatic. Well, she was the only one on that phone that day that was ecstatic because I wasn't happy at all. But I was doing what the Lord told me to do. Well, the young girl came to work for my business. And oh, my goodness. After hiring her, she didn't tell me any of this in the interview. I found out she was colorblind. She was legally blind. She had severe seizures. And after working for me about two or three weeks, I found out that she had such a bad temper. Only Satan himself could have been behind this girl's temper. Oh, my goodness. I really, really wanted to fire her and nicely let her go. But there was something in my spirit, the Holy Spirit, that was work with her. Work with her. Help her overcome. Well, I began to work with her. While I'm trying to work with her, my supervisor calls me when I'm not there and says, Miss Valerie, you got to do something about this girl. She's got a bad temper. She's upsetting the customers. She doesn't want to listen to instructions. Why in the world did you hire somebody like this? And I'm thinking, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a call in this one, you know. So anyway, I'm working with her one day, you know, one-on-one in the office and training her. And she just started revealing things to me. And she told me, That when she was nine months old, she was lying on the bed, and her mother was cleaning a gun, and the gun went off, and it shot her in the back of the head, and the bullet went behind the ear, through the back of the head, and exited on the opposite side of the head behind the other ear. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm telling you, I was absolutely heartbroken when I found this out. Well, that didn't end her story, you know. I started finding out that, you know, these seizures, how they worked. Well, when I would leave the office, she would have, I mean, a really bad seizure. She would never have a seizure when I was in the office. And after a while, I began to take note of that. Like, that's why does she, why do they call me? And she never has a seizure when I'm there, but she has them when I leave. Well, I began to understand the presence of God and that the believer carries with them the presence of God. And that when I was in the office, the presence of God was dominating and she could not have a seizure. Believers just don't know that they truly carry the presence of God with them. And it's awesome. We carry God's presence with us. Some things just don't take place because you're present, child of God. Sometimes you dominate just by your presence. She didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I began to pray for her. I began to pray for her healing, to pray for her deliverance, to pray for her anger. I want to tell you, her temper began to subside. She became manageable. I was able to train her. Do you know that today she isn't colorblind? Do you know that God added two colors per month? It was so awesome when one day she actually identified something that was red. It was so awesome. Her seizures stopped. Do you know that today she's laying hands on people and praying for them? 
while I'm actually speaking to you today, she's inside of a hospital room. It's so awesome. I'm telling you, it is amazing what God will do through prayer if we persevere and believe that the word of God is true. Oh, my goodness. God wants you to rise up and dominating prayer because you are the light of the world. Let's talk about communion because God wants you to dominate the powers of darkness. Communion in prayer is where you win the battle against darkness. John fifteen seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. First John 2, 6 says, the one who says he abides in me ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. He's telling us to walk in the manner that Jesus Christ walked. I'm talking about dominating power. Stay with me now. The scriptures tells us two things. We must abide in God's word, which is communion with him in prayer. The second scripture tells us that we have to live by the word of God. Let's talk about communion in prayer. Communion in prayer is worshiping God. I want to talk about something that isn't spoken about very much, and that is adoration. Adoration is a powerful way to commune with God in prayer. Now, this concept of prayer, you just don't hear it every day. It touches the Father's heart, and it's vitally important. Adoration involves the fear of God. It's when we show our awe to God. It's when we show our love for God. We show how we are devoted, and we think upon God's mercy, and we're in awe about his strength, his love, his goodness, how he is long-suffering. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, his wisdom, and we reflect upon his holiness. I'm talking about adoration. It's a different form of prayer. Psalm 65, 8 says, They who dwell in the ends of the earth stand in awe of your signs. You make the dawn and the sunset shout for joy. Through adoration and prayer, we express deep love and devotion. In adoration, we can oftentimes even express our love in silence. I'm talking about adoration today, dominating prayer. When I was raising my children, and you may have heard me speak about this, I would spend hours in silent prayer. Oftentimes, after I had dropped them off to school, I would go into silence for the entire day until it was time to pick them up from school. I would be praying in my mind, talking to God, as well as keeping my regular prayer times. I wouldn't answer the telephone, no newspaper, no radio, no computer, just me and the Father. My Bible was my only source of communication that I allowed in those days. The voice of God only. I wouldn't even sing out loud. I wouldn't utter a word to anybody else that was in the house with me. Everybody else knew, oh, she's in silence. Don't bother her. You know, my prayers began to dominate with astounding results. I began to hear the Holy Spirit clearly. I could hear him giving me instructions. I began to clearly discern his voice. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. 
I want to give you three steps to dominate through prayer. That first step is adoration. That will give you dominating power. It draws us close to the heart of God. God listens to the child that sheds their love upon him, that awes him with their love. The second step that I want to give you is walk in the light of his word. We must abide in the word of God and allow it to abide in us. And this third step is forgive daily. This is so important in the day that we live. Practice this daily. Release bitterness. Release resentment. Release unforgiveness. Let it die. As the sun goes down, let it go. Remember where your battle is won. Your battle is won in prayer. But the heart that's transparent, the heart that doesn't have those hindrances within it, that's the heart that the Holy Spirit moves through in a powerful way. The heart that continually expresses love. Remember Jesus washing the feet of Judas? The one whom he knew would betray him? The one whom he knew for 30 pieces of silver would hand him over to his enemies? Oh my goodness, that's forgiveness. We have to look at the great teacher and follow the master's example. Our battles are always won in prayer. Jesus had the greatest prayer life of anyone in the entire Bible, and he had dominating results through prayer. Or someone would say, well, he's deity. Yes, but he took on flesh and left his glory in heaven for a time. He told us that we can have the same power. The works I do, you can do, and even greater works than these. Isn't that amazing? That's what he gave to the church. Jesus prayed in public. Jesus prayed before meals. Jesus prayed before important decisions. Jesus prayed before healing. He prayed after healing. He prayed to the Father in Gethsemane. The cry of his disciples was, Lord, teach us to pray. They saw him take authority and dominate in prayer. That has to be our cry today. Lord, teach us to pray. I am a teacher of prayer, true enough, but I merely point the way. It is the Holy Spirit. He's the great intercessor. When we line ourselves with the Holy Spirit and we align ourselves with the great teacher, that's who prays through us. When we begin to adore God, when we have adoration in prayer, we're not asking him for anything at that point. I'm not telling you not to give God your needs, but I'm talking about a form of prayer that will give you dominating power. You will pull down strongholds. You will break yokes of bondage. You will speak the word. What did the centurion say to Jesus? I'm not worthy that you should come up under my roof. But if you would just speak the word, if you would just dominate by what you speak, if you would just take authority over the situation, I'm paraphrasing, if you will, if you would just stand right there and don't move, if you would just say the word, my servant would be healed. Oh, my goodness. That's dominating power. That's what God wants transferred to you today. How to have dominating power through prayer. 
Oh, my goodness. It's so powerful. The mandate that God has given the church to pray. And now, as he's releasing this powerful anointing, prayer is going to be the most sought after knowledge in the days that we live because of sickness and disease and circumstances that no man can change. Only our Father in heaven. And there is only one group of people who have that dominating power, and that is the church. God's calling the church to turn back to its beginnings. Go back. Disciples walked in power. Once they received the Holy Ghost at Pentecost, they walked in great power, dominating power. Oh, my goodness. If you get a hold of what I'm saying today, it can alter your entire life. Oh, my goodness. God is giving a mandate to the church. Align ourselves the great master, our teacher, align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. The cry of our hearts is, Lord, teach us to pray that we may dominate in great power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.